If people have requests about what we should do in the winter's man, please submit them. Okay? We didn't have anything, I didn't have any, um, anything for Elul, so I had to decide what to do. Which is, sometimes that's also okay. Yeah? When we spoke about Yerushalayim, so we said that we were speaking about a very high madrega. When we spoke about Yerushalayim, Yerushalaymus, Yerushalaynesh, Aves Hashem, it was a subject that you picked. And I said that, let's first take a look at it in its perfect sense. Even though it's a very high madrega, but you have to know that these madregas exist. Maybe it'll take you a long time to get there. Maybe you'll never get there in Olam Hazen. Could be. But you know they exist. And you know that they're a goal. I, I've quoted to you many times with this person who teaches mountain climbing in Denver told me that people who look at only at the top of the mountain never make it. Because that's what you're just looking at the top, you never get there. What about all the other top in between? But on the other hand, you have to know that there's a top to the mountain. Because if you don't know there's a top to the mountain, so then, then you don't know where you're going. Maybe you only make it halfway up, but at least you know you have to go up. There are many things, many subjects that require that. Uh, I generally don't speak about them in the base medrash because the tzibur is not, it's just not holding the b'chlal. It's just talking about it's just, it's not uh, correct. So, it could be next week we'll take a different tack because it's right before Rosh Hashanah. But there's there a, a, a two shtiklach before we get to Rabbi Ruchim, two very amazing pieces that you have to know exist. I'll tell you what the subject is. The subject is that a person is able to control his mind and think about what he wants to think about, not what you want me to think about. You can mean another person. You can mean the billboards that are telling you how miserable life is for you if you don't have X. You deserve it. You haven't tried that kind of ice cream yet. You haven't driven that car. You're missing in life. You're missing out. 
and you deserve it. So it's a double pain. You have to go out and get it, or else I'm missing out. And you also have to be able to not have to oh, not listen to voices of worries of Yetzirah. The truly independent person who has control over his life is a person who can think about what he wants to think about. Now, Rav Matashev said something. Actually, Rav Tzaddik is mashma like that also. He said something which I consider the basic foundation of mental health. He says, you can't prevent thoughts from coming into your head. Of course, we live in a world and um, we can't prevent things from coming into our heads. There's nothing you can do about that. Of course, you have to avoid certain environments. You have to avoid going to places where things will be, where you'll see things that you shouldn't see. That's, uh, that's push it. But it will happen that you will hear things or see things that you can't prevent them from entering your mind. It says that you can't do anything about. What you can do something about is what are you going to do with those thoughts? That's in your shlita. There's a word that I have, I have always learned here, and that is there's a direct connection between control and responsibility. The more control I have over something, the more responsible I am for it. And there's nothing I'm more responsible for, more in control of than what's going to go on in my head. How am I going to choose to look at something? A, it's been a long time since I read a book that wasn't a, uh, a art scroll biography at night. And I picked up a book, which I'm in the middle of, called Es Halich, and I Shall Live. I don't see it here. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing book. And there's things there, there's a lot to learn over there. This person was stricken by polio, I think, when he was three. He spent five years in a sanatorium. A sanatorium is a place for sick people. And he was a little kid, and he was completely paralyzed. And they, at the beginning, they left him on shelves. They couldn't roll off anyway. They had middle shelves, going one on top of the other. So that's where they put them. There's no, you know. And um, he was there for five years, staring at the ceiling. His mother came to see him 45 minutes a week because she lived in Tifrach, and to go from Tifrach to Jerusalem was more difficult than flying to, to the United States. More, far more difficult, uh, as far as energy goes. She had to travel all day long to go back and forth from Tefach to Shalem. All day. I'm talking about all day, Mamish. People came on Shabbos. They looked at him. Rachmanis. He's a from kid. These Haredim have big families. They don't have time for their children. Yeah? And they looked at him with pity. Shabbos is very hard because Shabbos. 
So he took to going, getting under the blanket. And he stayed there a whole Shabbos by himself. And he developed a, a tremendous world of imagination. Now, of course, that could lead to insanity also. And one day we could talk more about this, but I want to get to a certain subject. It was Gehenim for him. Finally, his mother came and took him home when he was about seven. It's a whole story how she pushed and brought this kid back to life. He was diagnosed with a very serious disease, and they had to have a 12-hour operation on him. So he said to the doctors, the head doctor, he says he wants to be awake during the operation. They were, they were like sawing into his face, his head. He wants to be awake. He says, Matt, do you want to be awake? Why do you want to be awake for? So he said, I can't tell you. The doctor wants to know, like, why do you want to be awake? I mean, you know, he'll be tied down completely, not because of pain, they'll give a local anesthetic. But the, he can't move, because if he moves, so, you know, the, when you saw open someone's brain, so, you know, a couple of centimeters here, centimeters there do make a difference. So he was like, I had to be tied down completely. So he told him, he's been very busy the last few days, getting second opinions all over the world which, about what was exactly wrong with him. And he hasn't, he hasn't had a chance to, to think about the Rebani Shalom. We're very busy, so we don't have really time to think about the Rebani Shalom. Even during the evening, we're too busy to think about the Rebani Shalom. Either we're somewhere off in, Z- in Zimbabwe, or we're busy, you know, focusing on what this word means, and what this word means, and what this word So we're studying the That's very nice. You should study the Shmonesri and learn it before Shmonesri. It's very important to know what you're saying. But when you daven, you have to know you're talking to Rebbe Nishlam. Because if you don't, it's Pashat Nachaitza. Rabbi Chaim Gerzensky was able to think of ten things at the same time. My Rebbe came, he was his nephew. He was Rabbi Chaim nephew. He came into Vilna, he had bought a new hat. And Rabbi Moses, he came to see his uncle. Rabbi Moses was being surrounded by people throwing questions at him. And he was writing. And there was a rough behind him t- saying a hadron on Shas. And his uh, brother was asking about sugar stocks. And another brother was asking about the Ramayla's Yeshiva, but he ran the Gashmi part. All at the same time. And um, he had to tell people, you can keep talking to me, I hear you. Yeah? He turned around to the rabbi and said, you told me this 25 years ago, didn't you? And, uh, and then he, and he was answering questions, and then he turned to my rabbi and said, that's a nice hat. <laughs> All at the same time. <laughs> so when he davened, he had red lines on his forehead. Those red lines, the doctor said, was from the exertion of having to drive out the other nine stations. He can give the Yibanesh on one station, no problem, but it's the chutzpah. I mean, you're giving me one station. That's all he needs, one station. I mean, I can completely focus on the davening. But you're not a middle of Melech like that. There's not enough to know what you're saying. You have to be standing in front of the Melech. You stand in front of the Melech, you don't do anything else. It's a hospital to do something else. So he said, I've been so busy. I want to be able to think about the Rebbe Nishlam and do tshuva and daven. So the doctor, I mean, he let him. 
he was under the covers there. They had, you know, he was completely covered up. And he realized that that's why he spent five years under the covers as a child. They should be able to do this. We would go crazy. But for him, he chapped when he was doing it. How am I able to do this? Now, remember, the Rebbe Shalom prepared the refuah to the Maka. At one point, he had a certain machshava. His blood pressure shut up. So the doctor said to him, Aaron, your blood pressure is very high. What is this? So he says to him, I'll get it down in five minutes. So he said, what are you talking about? You're going to get it down. So he says, yeah, I'll get it down. And he did. He says, how did you do that? He said, well, it's no time for you to operate. It's not time for talking now. Yeah? But this man had control over his mind. He was, an, he was able to be where he needed to be. Of course, you have to be able to leave. We call that insanity. You have to be able to go where you need to go and go back and leave. But this kayach is a maridika kayach. And I want to show you, before we get to Rabbi Ruchim, a lotion of the Rambam and of the, of the, um, the Sefer, Fe'enayim, on Shas, where he, what he what does is he, um, he shows, he, he, he bridges Talmud Bavli and Talmud Rishalmi. And he says the following, amazing, amazing shtickle. He says the difference between the Rabbonim today and the Rabbonim of yesteryear, they learned. They had time. They grew great. We can't imagine their world even. Someone in Moscow came into the Goyen and said that... Um, Something to the effect that Rashi made a mistake. So Gaim started talking to him, and he told the best in Vilna Paskind, they had to put him in a, in a in a thing which you put your head in so you can't move, and the whole kilo walked past him and spat at him. Spat at him. Rabchaim Briska said, someone who argues on a Rajba is not an Apicarus, he's a tippish. So, the old days, the Rab- we don't know what the Rabbonim went to, well, they had time to learn. But today, not that the rabbis today, not like that. Gosh. There's no, there's no Yeshiv Hadas. So, but he still wrote his Kedushim. So how do you do this? And they saw me learning. How do you daven? How do you learn? How do you do it? So it says an amazing thing. A person has the ability. There's a place in your head. To put two separate things. Miminim shainim. Two different ideas you can have in your head, two things at the same time. You're not thinking both of them at the exact second. But you can have whole two thoughts in your head. This is his lotion. It's like there's a little wall in your brain. 
Lemashkein Machshoves Divrei Tera, Asher Shom Leisove Regal Hatirda. Over there, the tirda doesn't come. A person has the ability to put a wall inside their mind. There's a Jew who lives in Ramot. His name is Moshe. He now he lives in, in Givatzev. His name is Moshe Aaron Shochetovitz. Talmud of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. So he came into Rabbi Moshe. He had to speak to him. It was Ben Azmanim. And he had, he had a time when he was supposed to come. He came early and he managed to learn how to listen in on the people who were coming before him. Tsaris, terrible Tsaris. Terrible. When the son came to Abmaisha, the worst things, the worst tragedies. He came into Abmaisha, Abmaisha was sunny and happy, gave him a big shalom aleichem. So he stared at Ramesha like, huh? How'd you do that? How'd you do that? So Ramesha said, what is this? So he told him. So Ramesha said to him, no, no, you're not allowed to listen to other people's stories. Other people's anything. It's none of your business. So this is Ramesha, and he told me this himself. He had a little, you know, he's a little mechotzef. So he said, Rebbe, I understand. They said there was a line that Rabbi Moshe never could resist. If they teach me, I don't know. I'm asking. The Rebbe doesn't want to answer. But I'm asking. Rabbi Moshe always answered when he said that. How could you do so? Rabbi Moshe was a soft person. There was a Maishu Rabbi Moshe. That a woman came to speak to him. And she was sobbing the whole time. And Rabbi Moshe was crying with her. And they asked him afterwards, well... What was wrong? She said, I don't know. I couldn't, I, I couldn't understand what she was saying. She was crying so hard. But how could you see a Jew crying and not cry with them? That was a much, a soft heart. She said, how do you manage to do this? She said this. He didn't quote the the, uh, the name. He said, I, I split my heart in two. Part of it, everyone gets into. Everyone can get into me. But there's a piece that no one gets into. That's Rishus Sayochid. No one gets in. And that's how he became Rabbi That's how he became Rabbi Moshe. Now, these are Haimadre. He said it took him a long time to do such a thing. Now, that means it'll take us forever. But there's such a thing as being able to stop and think about what I want to think about. The Rambam at the end of the Pirish Hamishnais. He says like this. Ani Moshe ben Maimon. Yeah? I have finished, I started this. His chalti lechabe pirizeha seifa. Vani ben sholosh ve'esem shana. I'm 23 years old. Vishlam tev Mitzrayim. I finished it in Egypt. Vani ben sholosh shana. And I was 30. Okay? Took him seven years to write his Pirish Amishnayas. But what was he doing during those seven years? He said he was in Golos. One end of the world to the other, he had to travel. Were you learning, one day you learn Cheskis about him. So there's a place called Aspamia. And you're not up to the yet, probably. But it's not that far into the parak. What's three years? 
is the amount of time it takes to go back and forth to Nerushalayim and Aspamia. What's Aspamia? Spain. It was the end. Of, Spain was the end of the world. After that, there was nothing. You fell off the edge. You know, if you went too far, and there were big sea monsters. Look at any any old ancient maps. Huge sea monsters. That was he was traveling. He traveled to Israel to Mitzrayim. He said, "Kosafti pirusham b'masoyes haderech." The boats were not luxury liners. I was all over the place. He was able to write his Pesham Shnais. How did he do that? He pushed things aside. In Rabbi Yeruchim, This is what I gave you. It's a mistake. This one is a mistake. Okay? Say that. We don't. The other one, this one is not. This bird is not. Rabbi Rucham talks about a bird that keeps moving his head back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He says, that's Kalus Hadas. Kalus Hadas means I can't control. I can't control where I look. You look and you see the pigeons in the street. They always like they they have no they always their heads are always looking. Why? He can't focus. I have to look here, I have to look here, I have to look here, I have to look there. Uh, that's the das is cow. It's light. It doesn't. It it doesn't. It doesn't stay down. Kalos hadas is, is a is an, an enormous an enormous chesaron because you can't control your mind. Anything comes in, it's there, and you have to think about it because it's there. But a person needs to know that it doesn't have to be that way. We have to finish in a couple of minutes. It doesn't have to be that way. I have an 11.30 appointment with someone which I'm going to miss, but I'm going to call on the way home to let the person I should call in 10 minutes later. person has to know how to focus. How do you do that? We can talk about it if you want. But right now, the Nakuda, at least for now, that I wanted to bring out, is Neyoyim Hadin, there's two opposite emotions. One is a pachad of Yom Hadin. Yom Hadin is a, is a scary thing. Yeah, it's a Mitzayra. 
Okay, I, ph- I photocopied the wrong one. And here there's a Simcha Center. It's opposites. It's opposites. Yes, you can carry opposites in your head. Not at the same time. But you have to have to focus on this and not be aware of the other thing at all. And then decide to fo- I'm going to focus on something else. It's like I mentioned to you uh, that Rabbi Matisio Shlita said, What does the Ibrahim want from a Jewish heart, a Jewish mind? person sits at a shiva call and cries. He cries bitter tears. Mishtatev Pitsar. Who says you have to say anything? And then he goes across the street to a Sheva Brachas. And he danced with the Chastan and Kala. Be'emes. Well, it's a fake? Not a fake. Or oh, when Sunday's Tisha B'Av and Mitzvah Shabbos and Shabbos is Shabbos. Yes, that's expected of us to focus on this and then focus on that. You can't focus on two things at the same time, Mamish. You listen to Rabbi Chaim I understand Rabbi Chaim Oizah was different. Okay, I have rise to it. But you have to have place in your heart for both of those things. Bochrim get overwhelmed with the Amos Hadin, as they should. But not overwhelmed. They should know. It's not a joke. Roshan is not a joke. It's serious. It's serious. Serious is not sad. Serious is not bad. Serious is just serious. I take this meeting very serious. Very seriously. I spent a long time preparing for this. But am I sad to be here? No, for sure not. I'm very happy to be here. I just need one of you to listen to me. It's good enough for me. Just one. So serious is said. Serious is happy because if it's not serious, then it doesn't matter. How can something that doesn't matter make you happy? Serious is good. It's not sad, but serious is serious. But there's a thing called simchazantif. Simchazantif is the joy of having an opportunity to have kivus elokim. To think about what a discourse it is to be a Jew. The Bansha loves you. We rejoice in the fact that we have the opportunity to say, Rebani Shalom, you're Melech. It's two different things. Sometimes you focus on this completely because you have to strike in it. You have to, and sometimes on that completely. It's two different kaiches. There's a, another book, a very beautiful book, called Reb Shloma, by Reb Shloma Freifeld. This man was a giant. He was with his children in a bungalow colony where two elderly Holocaust survivors were murdered. They were murdered. Someone came in to steal from them and... So his daughter came to him and she said to him, I can't enjoy the summer. How can I enjoy the summer? So he said, a person has to have pockets in their mind. Has to have pockets. That was his lotion. This pocket is for Tsar, and this pocket is for Simcha. It's a different pocket. It's not, it's not, it's not falseness. 
this pocket is real and that pocket's real. They're both real. Someone asked me about this thing, speak to Jung Light about the financial crisis. Jung Light are in big trouble. Their source of panos is being completely cut down. It's serious. So I told him to speak about the fact that it shouldn't affect the simcha in the house. Because if the house is not the simcha, because I'm learning and there's no money, so you can be sure that your children are not going to want to learn. Not going to want to do that. My shver was a rough for 57 years in Mount Vernon, New York. And he has three children. And all of them are in Habatis Taira, or teaching, or Rabbanis. Rabbanim, either their kids have nothing to do with Rabbanis, or they want to do it. What's the difference? It's how did Abba take it? Was Abba happy doing what he do? Was it meaningful? Or he came home and said, oh, we don't have any money. Oh, the president of the shul is making, making me trouble again. Oh, there was a story of a kid who got up, you know, and gone. It's a famous story. He got up and gone. You know, every week, every person, you know, every kid gets a chance to make kiddish. That, ch- that fraud, he makes kiddish. So one kid got up. He's just trying to make it picked up to Kais. Oh, such a short week. Oh, he was this high. He's like four years old. It is such a hot week. Oh. Okay. If I hear, if I, if I could... He thought that was part of the kid. Understand? Never. He ain't going to do, want to do what his father did, and not that. That's what Moshe Feinstein said. The words as a shver to it's difficult to be a Jew. Ruined the whole generation. It's hard to be a Jew. Like who's interested? They came over. These immigrants came over from Europe, and they were from. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's not hard. Now, um, there's a, a rabbi in Toronto. Oh, his name escapes me now. His father was a, was a now for many years in Torah Vidas. He said, his Zayda, how did he, how did, how did he decorate his sukkah? In, in North America, when you get fired, you get a pink slip. Yeah? says on it, you're fired. This man was fired every week because he kept Shabbos, so he fired. That's when he decorated his sukkah with the pink slips. That was his nice sukkah. And he and when he and when he Friday night said, Ah, Baruch Hashem for Shabbos. Didn't know he was he lost his job. There was no social security then. Baruch Hashem Shabbos. And he made Kiddush with a Simcha. His kids turned out okay. So you have to have these two pies. I told them the young guy can't start groaning about the money. Kids don't cop that. That, you know, it's Kiddai to learn even though it's hard. They'll say, forget it. When I was a Cheder Rebbe, and it was wonderful years I was a Cheder Rebbe, so I used to think if I'll tell the kids, I'm talking about eighth and ninth grade, we're not talking about little kids. I'll tell them it's a hard Gemara, so they'll try harder. No. They give up more easily. That's what happens. 
Who says it's hard? So you have to have pockets. It's taka hard to panasa, but it's a simcha to learn. You have to have pockets. So you have to have this machshava and that machshava. And Lagabi Yoim Hadin, these are two separate machshavas, and you have to know that they both exist and they're real, and you need to focus on them. And you'll only be able to do that if you think about it before Yantif. Think about what the Simcha of Yantif is. And we can talk about that if you want. And what the Simcha of, and what the, the Pachad Hadin is. It's two different things, they're both real. And you have to have pockets in your head, you have to have warm.